Well, hello, hello, how you doing? How you doing, everybody? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 288288. How are you doing, you bastards? How are you doing? Well, folks, I know you all believe me to be perfect, and mostly you're right. <laughs> no one believes that. Well, never forget y'all then. But let me ask you a question. You know, uh, when you go to the supermarket, and I was just in the supermarket before I started recording this, and you see those lines where they have these, you know, 15 items or less, 11 items or less, 20 items or less, five items or less, and you go to these, and then they have the self-checkout, their grooves, right? So uh, I often wonder how closely people actually pay attention to that. I think that I think that's kind of a guideline because sometimes you go to a store and it'll say around 15 items or around 20 items or around five items. And they'll actually have the word around on the sign, meaning, look, if you got six items, it's not a big deal. But this one was one of those supermarkets that basically was like, listen, jackasses, you see that number right there, 15, that that's all you bring. Okay, if you come into this aisle with 17 items, see that guy over there with the badge and the gun, he's going to come over there, pistol whip you, beat your punk ass up, drop kick you. He might even shoot you. If you bring in 18 items of this 15, he's going to put a bullet in you. I'm just telling you right now, before you come to this line, you better pull your items out and count them. And if that thing breaks open and a couple of them grapes roll out, those three grapes that roll out will count as items. If you had 15 and three grapes roll out, you better throw them grapes in your mouth real quick and eat them because if you don't he's going to come over here and beat you down and maybe even put a bullet in your behind why because you're trying to be slick <laughs> it's not that bad but there was a lady that kind of gave me a hard time you know and and I'll, I'll tell you that a week ago i go to the same store i buy some stuff I see her sitting there with, at a cash register that's around the corner from all the rest of the, the rest of the store. She's in the beer area and the beer area is also the food, the hot food area. So unbeknownst to me, if you buy hot food, you can go to that counter. If you get beer, you can go to that counter. She has the full powers of the other counters. It's kind of like when you go to a college town and you have the city police and then you have the police for the school and you realize the city, the police from the school on campus, it, within the boundaries of what is the campus of that school and the living or living uh, uh, quarters of that school have full police powers inside there. They're just as powerful as the police on the outside. But once you get outside of that area, you know, they can assist if they're if they're if they're chasing someone off there and they can assist. But they but they have to defer to the police once they get out there. OK, that's the scenario. Well, she was kind of like that. She could ring up stuff, but she could only ring up five things. If you came in with eight things, she has to completely ignore you. She can't do it. She can't do it. She can't do it. If she does do it, if you try to go walk up there with eight items, she might stab you. I didn't know this. There's no sign that said that. There's no sign that said five items or less. I'm standing there and I got about eight or nine items okay i walk up to the counter i say hey uh, since i did one of the things i bought up here was a slice of pizza is it okay if i ring this up sir 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 i'm here in the beer area 
and I'm okay just to, to ring up five items only, just five, and you have at least eight in there, which is um more than five. You know, like the little snark was necessary. All she had to say was, oh, I'm sorry, sir, we can only do five items. She continues. I mean, really? I mean, I mean, what about, was that fair to the other people around the corner? Maybe someone over there? Maybe I should just, oh, maybe I should just push down this and, and just walk around and just grab people and get people that have 20 items or a whole cart full of things. Would you like that? Is it fair to them? You should get in line with them. I mean, trying to be slick, okay? I really can't stand people that are trying to be slick and trying to take advantage of situations. And people like you, and she keeps going on. And all I said was, can I pay for this here? So I'm walking away looking at her like, Okay, maybe maybe a customer scared her as a child. I ain't getting it. This over the topness. I'm walking away because the last thing I wanted to do was wig out some more. You know, like say maybe I I scratch my nose and she files an assault charge and says he was going to scratch his nose, which implies he was going to scratch me and he was going to walk around and stabbing people. You know, you know, sometimes when a person flips out, you've been there before. You were some guy at a bar. You bump into the guy and, and you, you barely even touch the guy. And all of a sudden he turns around. Oh, so you're going to kick folks. What would you want to fight now? Huh? Huh? You trying to knock the beer out of my hand? Huh? Huh? Were you trying to get through me to get to my wife? Huh? You want what? You want to go outside, man? And you're going, um, dude, I, I was actually pushed into you and I grabbed the bar to lessen the impact of my body running into you. I mean, you know, I, I barely touched you. I mean, it just. Oh, so you so you you trying to call me a punk or something? And then it goes over the top. So this lady back at the, back at the supermarket, by the way, and I'm walking away from her like, good God, what the hell is wrong? Huh? And I walk away, and I, and people are looking at me, and I'm going, and and because she flipped out so much, they're looking at me like maybe I did something. Like I walked over and said, hey, listen, bitch, come here, smack. You better ring this crap up for I. Go into your purse, take out your ID, find your address, drive to your house, slap the crap out of your husband and kids, kick your dog, and then again after that get real mean. So they're looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm not nuts, damn it. I just asked a simple question, and that simple question was, can I buy this here? And she went nuts. So I ease away. A week goes by, and that week goes by. Going by means today. Now I'm in the same section. I don't see anybody at the cash register. I'm not even going to the cash register. I don't give a damn about the cash register. And this time I have six items. Six. And I'm not even thinking about going to the cash register. Why? Because I don't want another live performance of Crazy Lady at the Cash Register, the musical. I don't need another ticket to that show. Had a ticket. I reviewed it. Zero stars. It sucked. I take my basket, I put it on top of some stuff, and I'm, I'm looking in my basket to make sure I have everything I want. She looks at me, I look at her, and I'm going, oh, God, no. Let me act like I don't see her. You can ring that up over here, sir. And I'm going, okay. Okay, maybe she just had a bad day, not a big deal. Maybe what she's going to make up for it. Now, maybe she, this is her way of apologizing without apologizing. And I walk over, and she looks at my car, my, my basket, and she, I can see her counting things with her eyes. And she goes, you have six things. Didn't we go through this last week? And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. You asked me to come over. I didn't say I wanted to come over. I was leaving. You summoned me. She goes, well... Well, since you're already here, let me ring up your six items. Six. More than five. A six.
She reaches into the, the things. She starts to take out the food. She takes the, the first item. And it's one of those packages where you have the sandwich, a bag of potato chips, and one of those little punk-ass juicy juices. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, you got that for somebody else? No, I got that for me. Yeah, I'm a grown man, but damn it. It was a sandwich, a juice, and some chips. And if I bought those items separately, it would cost twice as much. Yes, this is designed for somebody going to school or, or maybe somebody packing a lunch for some kind of picnic crap, but they're being sold in the sandwich section. It only cost four bucks and it was saving me some time. Shut up. Back to what I was saying. And she takes the thing and she puts it under the UPC scanner and beep, it rings 35 cents because all it rang up was the bag of chips inside the container with the sandwich. And then she looks at me. Because you see, all the stuff that she has over there is prepackaged food with one tag on it or the beers with one tag on it. So there's really no reason for her to have the key that makes the that you can wave in front of the cash register that voids the item, which means she now has to walk from around the counter, walk all the way to the middle of the store, get the void key, come back with the void key, void out the product and start the process over again. And her head was like a gyroscope because as she walked from behind the counter, walked behind me, walked around me and walked to the other side of the store, her eyes were locked on me like she was some kind of guided missile system. And I was a tank trying to break into something. And she just and then on her way back. She said eyes were still locked on me. And she's got to, She starts mumbling. You didn't even never call this punk ass. And the manager of that second and walks back with her trying to have conversation with her but she doesn't want to have conversation with her she wants to too, she's too busy looking at me and calling me names under her breath unfortunately she's the kind of person that doesn't understand the concept of under her breath because she's saying it at conversational volume and not taking into account that of course I can hear her as she's saying all sorts of stuff and a manager is just looking at her like what the hell is wrong with you and then she walks back around behind me still staring at me gets behind the counter gets the card from the manager to beep and then she voids it and the manager goes well, you can't do it that way you have to push in code 685-868-2868-945-78-27-16-85-9 with the big game you have to do three backflips and they have to cut one of your fingers off drip out some blood and sew your finger back on and do pushing six four four five 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 you have to hit the word five a hundred times in a row and six five 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 then you have to bring out push this button right down and then what's going to happen is some pedals are going to come out and a little mini bike and you have to ride the mini bike for 20 minutes until you broke up a sweat and you have to take some of the sweat and wipe it across the code and then push the bike back in and the six 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 five eight three 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 four eight six back then a trampoline is going to come out you have to jump up and down on the trampoline while juggling and then then when you can do that for four minutes then you get off the trampoline and then six four three eight nine six six code four five six six five four three four six four six eight six eight five 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 and then after that after then you do get to do 27 push-ups and then you get to do it and then you have to make sure but they have to be full push-ups you can't do the girl push-ups those or, or those push-ups with the, the with the knee you have to do full push-ups got to be 10 of them and if you mess up you have to start all over again okay and then after you complete that then push five five x six four five 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 then sweep the card again and that'll take the 35 cents off and you can start the process so she does all of that and then she starts to beep 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 and the manager goes is that six items and I go, yeah, 
You know, you can't do more than five items back here. I said, well, we would do Oh, my God. Well, this is designed just to make sure that people can't scan more than five items and try to be slick. We have to push in another code to let the computer know that it's OK, that it's been overridden by me. So and then she moves the cat person from the cash register. And she goes, and this is the kind of as the manager, I have to punch in my code. Hold on. Six, four, five, eight, three, three, six, seven, four, five, four, 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 three, eight, seven. Everybody turn around. I don't know what she pushed next because of some kind of secret manager thing you can look back now six five four three eight six five 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 six four two 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 and then all of a sudden some caribou come running through the the, the supermarket and the gun shoots out of the damn cash register she fires at the caribou kills it skins it and then chops it up and then puts it back in the meat section and goes back behind the counter three four five six five 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 and that's the code and then everything was cool Okay, it wasn't quite that bad, but you get the point. They gave me a hard time for one damn item. And that's what happens, man, when you sit there and you have these rules and the rules can't be broken. They can't be bent even a little bit. They can't be bent even a little bit. And that's how sometimes we get a little rigid. We get a little rigid with rules and we don't think for ourselves. Everybody thinks that everybody thinks that, you know, that uh, that you got to be perfect. You don't got to be perfect, you know. There's no such thing as perfection, my friends. We all do dumb stuff. You know, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I have some uh, relatives, a couple of relatives, and I have friends who have relatives that are develop- developmentally disabled. Okay. And like the lady was punishing me at the supermarket for something that I didn't do, at least I could understand the punishment. At least I could understand the punishment. And I now know, even under this circumstance, I will never go back to that supermarket and go back around that side unless I have three items that I let her ring up. I'm not even going to have four items or five items. It's going to be three items that she rings up if I ever go over there. But when I think about her torturing me over something stupid, It just makes me wonder about people that get tortured for things that aren't that big of a deal or things that they can't really understand the concept and how we sometimes are a little meaner than we need to be. Like that lady was meaner to me than I needed to be. But I saw people being meaner than they need to be to people in different circumstances before. I was out and about and I saw a lady with a little baby. The baby was not quite one years old and the baby smacked mommy in the face you know, because they're babies and don't have complete motor control yet. And the lady popped the baby's hands going, now, why did you punch me? That is wrong. You should not punch me, Megan. Let, oh my God, I can't believe she's so violent. And people are looking at her like, um, she can't talk yet. So she has no concept of violence yet. And you're popping a baby's hands. You're hitting a baby, not to the point where you call child services, but at least she was, she was ex- assuming that the baby was sitting there going, <laughs> these jackasses don't know I can talk. And quite frankly, I want to suck on those titties because I'm hungry. But she's sitting here talking to these other big people and not giving me the titty to serve on. I need titty milk now. You know, I'm going to grab one of her boobs and try to slurp on it. She she just smacked my hands. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I want to suck on some titties. I'm a baby. I need titty milk. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Maybe I'll just squeeze on them, right? Now, she, now she's getting uncomfortable. Like, like, like we don't do this all the time at the house. I, I'm not believing this. Uh, wait a minute. She's probably got some bottles in this big thing here. I'm gonna shake it. No, Megan, you're not yet. No. 
What is this? What is it? I can't, I can't have titty milk. And now I can't have even the milk that's in this bottle. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I mean, why is she talking to this other big person? I, in the house, am the center of everything. When she talks to me, she's playing with me. And then the other person that's big like her, that kind of looks like me. I think he's, oh, that's right. His name's Daddy. I, I'll say, I throw a little dad dad at him every once in a while to shut him up. When he's watching football, I'll say dad. And then he'll turn the game down and he'll jump up and down and go, she said it, she said it, she said it. And then just to tease him a little bit, I'll say it and say it and say it until he runs out of the room and gets her with the, the mommy with the titty milk. He'll, she, he'll, she'll run out of the room to get her. And bring her back and then he'll pick me up and he'll get me to say it. And guess what? <laughs> I ain't saying it. Why should I do anything for him? He has no titty milk. The hell with him. Anyway, so now I can't get any titty milk and I can't even have any milk from that bag. Well, then you know what? I'm going to teach this woman a lesson. I'm going to get her attention. I am going to slap the crap out of her. Hold on for him. Let me get it right in the eye. Megan, would you would you stop being violent? I ain't even starting to be violent yet, honey. I haven't even started it. You're going to give me my goddamn titty milk. And I want my titty milk and I want my titty milk right now, damn it. Okay, it didn't go that way, but the lady did slap the baby's hands. But she was expecting the baby to behave in a way that a baby couldn't possibly behave. I've seen it happen before when you see things like... Um, uh, uh, I had a, 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 a relative who is mentally is developmentally d d disabled, did some stuff that he shouldn't have done. Right. But, but he's not punished, but I had a friend who had a, a relative who was developmentally d disabled. And, um, what happened to him is he did something that was so out of the ordinary for him that they, everybody freaked out the people. I'm not going to mention their names. They had a cake in the, like, you know, you know, I don't even understand the concept of having a container with cake in it and you just kind of leave it there. Usually I put cakes in the refrigerator, but they had it in the cabinet. You know, like I, I put dishes in the cabinet. They had cakes in the cabinet because he never this relative, this, this uh, friend's relative who was developmentally disabled normally didn't even go over there and they had the cakes in there like he never goes and they will put the cakes in there not a problem he never goes in there and because he always messes with stuff but he won't go in there he doesn't even go in that section he won't touch it and they had people coming over and they were ready to pull out the cakes everybody when you ready for some delicious cake yeah this is going to be great let's get that cake out and they opened it up and they put go 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 no not only were the cakes not there, the containers were there, but the cakes had been messed over and chewed up and eaten up and chewed up and messed up. It's not like he took a slice of the cake, went out there with a knife. I will I know I'm not supposed to have any of this cake, but I'm going to take a slice out of the cake because F them. That's why uh, he went in there with his hands. They messed up the first cake. Hey, it's another cake right here. I messed them both up. They went upstairs. He's sitting there with two types of cake all over his shirt, and he's got a chunk of cake on his stomach, and he's eating it with his hands in there. Everybody's like, Jeremy, Jeremy, and they're screaming at him and he has no idea why they're screaming. He was delayed enough to, uh, to the point where he at this point did not have the concept of connecting the cake with why they were angry. Now they were like, oh, they went downstairs and they went on with their party and I'm going, what the hell's going on? Jeremy. Oh, what? He ate both cakes, damn it. And so we all were cakeless. We were not foodless. We were, we were cakeless. And I'm like, okay, we'll just get another cake. You know, no big deal. I'll go to the store. You need a couple of more cakes or whatever. It's not a big deal. No, damn it. He should know better than that. And I'm going, yeah, um, he's been the way he is now for his entire life. So, um, no, he should not know not to do this. I mean, I mean, I mean, 
I mean, how is this different? And I mean, the simple fact that you hid the kegs from him meant that you know there was a possibility that he was going to go someplace and get the kegs. But he never did it before. I said, yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I, like I said, I've been in a similar situation with, relatives, with a relative or two before. But, you know, it is what it is. So being a close friend, everyone else leaves and I'm still there and they're mad at Jeremy and they're going to punish Jeremy. I'm going to make sure he doesn't. And then they realize you can't punish Jeremy because if you punish Jeremy now, three hours later, when he just did it, he didn't understand why you were yelling at him. He just knew he's eating cake and then all of a sudden you're yelling at him. He doesn't connect the two. He definitely is not going to connect the two three hours later. How are you going to punish somebody that is not connecting with why they're being punished? You can't do it because it essentially will be he's not even wearing the cake shirt anymore. He changed his clothes. Well, he actually took his clothes off, balled it up and threw it into the clothes hamper. But he's not even wearing the cake clothes anymore. So if you go in there and you take a game from him, you go in there and you yell at him, you make him not be able to go to a party. All he knows is you're being mean for some reason. He's not connecting the punishment with what he did. And that happens in relationships, too. You know what I'm talking about. It happened to me when I was a young man, my friends. It was a girl I was trying to impress. She was older than me. I was a young man. She was an older lady. And by older, I mean she was about 29. And I was about, I don't know, 20 or whatever, you know. And Lord knows that relationship was, 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 was going to go someplace, right? <laughs> Not a chance. So I'm trying to impress this lady. She has a car. I don't. Right. I have to meet her and she has to come to a specific bus stop to pick my punk ass up in Philadelphia, my original hometown. I catch the bus and I meet her and we go places and we, we, we just hang out. I'll just leave it that way. So this time I'm going to impress her. I say, you know what? I want you to meet me at this place. I'm going to be there and we're going to do something nice. I go there and I get the special, the flowers and the thing and all that cakes and the thing. And I go, you know, I don't want that thing right there with the hearts and all that crap and the sweet stuff on the thing. I want you to hear some extra money. Put this on top of the, on the top of the box. And since the cosmos, the world is the cosmos and the stars are as one with your eyes and the cosmos and the world and stars and the universe is together, together and beautiful in the cosmos and all of that love crap. Put that crap crap on it and throw some of that shiny crap on the top of it and put a bow thing on the top of that crap and get all that crap going and get all of that crap going right there and get that stuff going and let's see what's happening here so now that i got all of this crap ready i'm going ready to go and impress my girl and i at the time i guess you know riding the bus you know and she has a car because you know she's 29 and i'm a punk ass kid i'm a you know and i go and i and i'm on the bus and i'm holding the heart and it's got all the cosmos and the stars and there's one in your eyes and all of that crap on there and people are bumping the crap out of me and every time they hit me some sparkles fall off the box every time they hit me the bow starts shaking and I, I don't want the box to have its structural integrity destroyed by these idiots and I got a bag with me and in my bag is a plastic bag and I'm gonna wait a second I normally use this plastic bag as an emergency bag it's inside of my bag and I use it when I'm trying to make sure nothing gets wet if it rains or something like that and I reach into the bag and I take the plastic bag and I take that thing that's for her with the love and the cosmos and the stars was one and I wrap it in the plastic it's a trash bag I wrap it in the bag and I tie it up tight and I make sure it's tight and I put it back in the bag and now it's protected and now when these idiots are bumping into me I can tell by the lack of shaking inside the bag that these idiots who are bumping into me and running into me and bumping into me on the bus are not damaging my stuff oh yeah I get off the bus I see her 
but she don't I don't know if she sees me so I'm gonna get this thing out of the bag real quick because I, I don't want you know it's kind of unromantic here my beautiful darling is something romantic tied up in this trash bag I, I'm not today I take it out the trash bag and I, 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 I put the bag back in real quick and then she comes I walk around hey girl this is for you Right. And, it's the, and, I, and I know her well enough to know she should like this. She should love this crap. And she should be, oh, God, you're the most incredible. And I'm expecting that. And I'm already getting my lips warmed up. Yeah, she's going to kiss me real good. Get the warm lips warmed up for the kiss. That, and today the there's no kiss. She just goes, thanks. And the whole date, she was mean to me. Not over the top mean where other people can see it, but the kind of mean design just to make be mean to you while making her look like she's nice, even though right now she ain't being nice. It's just to be mean to you. And the thing about it is when you're dating, once you get to the point where you and the other person are boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da boom, jiggy, jiggy, pretty much every time you go out on a date, it ends with boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da boom, jiggy, jiggy, right? Because you're still dating. You're not married when the boom, boom, jiggity turns into bleh. Because that's all you get is uh, and maybe a little uh, and maybe a little gee. But that's about it for married people, right? <laughs> you know, I'm telling the truth, you punks. So there's not only was she, there was no boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da, boom, jiggy, jiggy afterwards. She was like, yeah, well, I got that. I don't feel good. Uh, you know, and I have whatever kind of illness would make you not want to have sex with me. I have that and then you get out and I leave and I don't know why. And, I, and it's really hard when your woman is like shuts you down and then throws you the hell out of her place, you know, shutting the date down and you don't know why she's mad, you know, and then you. Again, it's not even like uh, I could get at the time, but didn't have a car. If you got a car, you just drive home and like, I don't know what her problem was, but I'm gonna get me a pizza. But when you're riding the bus, you got a lot of time to think, right? So I'm standing outside the door and I'm going, maybe I should walk back in there and and, and, and see what the deal is. Maybe I should just, you know, I, I put my ear to the door, which probably made me look like a peeping Tom to everybody else in the complex. And I hear on the phone, and you believe that he took that shit out of a trash bag? I mean, what kind of, am I a trash bag woman or something? And I'm a dee biggie bubba dee bibba dee bibba dee boo. And I knocked on the door and I'm like, no, 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 didn't I tell you? And I'm trying to talk to her because she came to the door. What do you want to get? No, I'm trying to explain what the situation was. You know what? Just just call me next week. I try to call her during the week and she's always busy, but she wasn't busy. Okay, she was busy. She was busy thinking I'm a piece of crap. But she's less mad the next week. And now I'm mad because she was so mean to me. And I forgot why she was mad. I just remember that she was mad and was was no good reason. And now I'm mad. And now we're both two mad people. And we're not really over the top mad. They're kind of mad to just let the person that you're mad at know you're mad. But not other people know you're mad because you don't want to look, look like a piece of crap. And it goes on for about three weeks. And then I just break down and go, why would you so mean to me? And she goes, you're a trash bag. And you get the I said, really? Why don't you just ask me why? And she goes, well, what good, good reason could you have? And I explained and I said, listen, I, I went through the trouble of making sure that this was the right. I designed it myself and put this, that, and I made sure your favorite stuff was in it and this, that, and the other. And when I was riding on the bus, man, people were knocking into it. And I didn't want it to be all smacked up. So I put it in the thing, in the trash, in the, in the bag. And I mean, it's like I pulled the trash bag off of a can or something. I, I took it out of the box and that was my emergency bag. So if there's something valuable that I want to protect, you know, I put in it. Sometimes when I would carry my electronics, I would wrap my electronics in it. You know, th these are just things that I, I, I find I don't want to protect and keep from getting smacked around. And obviously anything that I create that I wanted to give to you is important to me. And she realized how sweet that was and overlooked the bag thing. And she was being mean to me. 
for no reason. We do that a lot. We try to punish people when the person doesn't even know why they're being punished. And it's kind of dumb. <laughs> so I make it a point now um, from this point. From that point on, when I saw that happen to me, I decided, you know, I'm not going to do that crap anymore. If I'm angry with somebody, I'm telling them why. I'm not going to be, you know, all passive aggressive and play stupid games. I'm telling their ass why I'm pissed off. And when the girl did something to me that I was dating and she was flirting with this dude, I didn't think that she was actually going to do anything with the dude. I just think that she was just being flirty. And I said, listen, could you do me? I said, listen, I can't tell you to stop flirting. And I don't know what you do when I'm not around you. But if you're on a date with me and everybody sees you coming with me, and you're flirting with another guy that I mean what, what does that say that says that I'm with someone that doesn't care enough about me to make me make it clear that I'm important to them and because yeah I didn't really think about that because I mean I'm not interested in that guy I just saw a little bit of a flirt and and we had that conversation and I wasn't mean or anything I talked to her with, with, with respect right and she goes you know I didn't even think about it that way because I definitely don't want to disrespect you and she stopped doing it now, if I, what if I had going, yeah, so hey, we having a great time? Like, yeah, we having a great time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe we should just go home. I have a, my, my knees hurt. And I got that, that, that. And I started being mean. And all of a sudden, she would be getting punished and didn't know why. And I think we do that a lot. We punish people and they don't even know why we're punishing them. And that's not fair. So that lady at the supermarket being mean to me. And I, I didn't really deserve it. I, I I didn't even ask to go over there. So what I want to say is, my friends, is if you have an opportunity uh, to be mean to somebody without them knowing, like if they did something and you don't know whether or not they know they're wrong or they don't even know they're wrong, just explain why you're upset. Now, granted, if you explain why you're upset and they, they still treat you like crap, then you can be even meaner to them, which is what I would expect. Hey, why are you flirting? Well, maybe I should flirt because I feel like it. Oh, really? So I basically just came to you and talked to you like a regular human being and you're still deciding to be a pain in the ass. Yes. All right, then. Now I understand. Here's some money. And that's more than enough money to go home. But I'm pretty sure you'll be banging someone here. Uh, so I got to go to heck with you. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand here till you get into the car and make sure that the cab gets you home. Or you can ride home with me right now. I can drop you off and never see you again because you're being disgusting. How about that? But I, I care enough about you to want to make sure you get home safe. So I'm going to do that. But uh, the hell with you after that. OK, I wish you well in your life. But the hell with your punk ass. OK, I wouldn't go that far, but I would tell her that that's not cool. <laughs> What I'm saying, folks, is let's not punish people. If, if, if we have a problem with somebody, let them, you know, let's let them know what the problem is. You know, it's, that passive aggressive stuff sucks. Don't do that crap. You dig? Of course you do. Segment over. Well, folks, uh, this is one of those segments that I never thought I'd, I'd be doing. Didn't want to do. Don't really. Uh, and, and this is going to be one of the ones that I just probably will never listen to again not the whole show I'll probably listen to the first half of this episode but this half nah and I'll tell you why uh, I was watching television and then I turned it off and I started to record the podcast I was recording the first half of this podcast and it's, it's standard you know as Anthony says podcast fair you know I was just talking a humorous story about what happened to me and trying to make a point based on those stories, which is pretty much what I do a lot of the time. And I get a phone call and I 
was annoyed because what happens is everybody that that knows about the podcast or pays attention to me knows the podcast in my family. A lot of people don't, I don't run into enough where there would even be a problem, but the ones that do know, uh, leave him alone on Sundays, either watching sports or um, recording this thing. So I was a little annoyed when I picked up the phone. I'm going, this has got to be one of those dumbass phone calls that, you know, waste of my time. Pretty sure it's not so, anything important, but I'll pick it up anyway because you never know. And sometimes you get a phone call and it's really a horrible phone call. So much so that you know that everything is different after that phone call. Something really bad happens and you wish you could go back to the moment before the phone call. This was one of those. The phone call was telling me that my 24-year-old nephew was shot and killed. And my nephew-in-law was shot and um, he may be, I don't know if he's going to make it either. And that really sucks. It sucks. It absolutely sucks and it just pisses me off. Not just because someone that you love very, very much and that you saw all the time and that you were close to is dead, but because of how it happened. Now, today, when my when he died, this is one year from, so this is the third relative to pass in one calendar year in a 365 day period. The other two were my uncles, but they were both sick and they were older people and they weren't in the greatest of health. And you feel horrible when you get that phone call, you know that phone call's coming. Uh, in the case of my older uncle, we knew the phone call was coming. In the case of my second uncle, there was a chance he may have been able to, you know, take care of business and, and get back to some semblance of uh, of something. But, you know, odds were against it. But you never think you're going to get a phone call that your 24-year-old healthy nephew is dead. When I think back on the people in Las Vegas who were at a concert minding their own business and some person takes their weapon and decides to end the lives of 58 or 59 people ruining the lives of 500 and something other people. I can tell you I empathize with them and it really bothered me and it pissed me, pissed me off. But now I know how they feel. Someone just taking away someone that you love, taking them away. You know what it's like to try to talk to your sister when her second oldest kid is dead. You know what it's like to talk to your nephew when his brother is dead. Do you know what it's like to talk to your other relatives? Do you know what it's like to, to, to feel that? And I'm sure that's happened to some other people out there. But it just, I'm numb. I'm numb right now. We have these gun control debates in the, the country that I'm in. And for those of you out of the country, maybe there's some people listening to me that are new. I'm in the United States of America. For those of you that listen to the, again, to the gun debates, we always, as a society, we always talk about banning assault rifles and don't ban assault rifles and ban this and don't ban that. And you would think after school shootings, Las Vegas shootings, mass shootings, gun violence, you would figure that we want to want to do something to try to make sure that we keep the hands out of horrible people's hands. 
We keep the guns out of their hands. We, you would figure we would want to do something like that. And I often wonder, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? Yes, we're going to turn on the news and we're going to see these big graphics massacre in here and this happened in this city. And let's, let's and you're going to see all these people and people are going to say things with good intentions. And they're going to talk about we really need to stop this and stop that. How many times are you going to do that and nothing happens? What's it going to fucking take before people wake up? And do something. What's it going to take? I already cared. I already was doing a little bit of my part. I say a little bit of my part because there's always more you can do. I was already doing that. And this was before it happened to my to my nephew. You know, your calls, your letters, your protests. You've already. But what's it going to take, man? How many times you got to have hashtags? How many times we got to see bodies on the street? How many times are we going to watch people in our government talk all this crap, but collect checks from these groups and not give a damn about what happens to your family? What's it going to take? Why do we not give a damn until it happens directly to us? Why do we see people in, in government who just pass, who, who don't give a damn? And then when something happens to someone that they love, all of a sudden now there's a problem. Guess what? The problem already exists. I remember when I lived in Los Angeles, there were drive-by shootings all over the place and nobody gave a damn until somebody who was important got shot and all of a sudden everybody gave a damn. Everybody cracked down. I remember we watching the newspaper all the time and I would see these things where bullets went through this wall and hit a kid and killed the kid. Or somebody was walking down the street and got hit by stray bullets and somebody was firing down the block at somebody that owed them some money. And somebody was sitting in the car and they got shot and somebody was sitting on their porch and they got shot and they had automatic weapons and semi-automatic weapons and all of that garbage. And it's on the news for a couple of seconds. Everybody goes, oh, that's a shame. And then nothing happens. I don't get it. I don't get. Are we really that fucking stupid? Are we really going to I mean, how many people have to be dead before we realize we got a problem? Or are we going to we get off our ass and try to solve the problem? This morning, I had all my nephews. Now I don't. My, my sister had all of her kids. Now she doesn't. My brother, my nephew had all of his siblings. Now he doesn't. My nephew's little boy had a dad and now he doesn't. His lady had a guy she wanted to raise a child with and build a life with. Now she doesn't have that because somebody didn't give a damn and thought whatever, for whatever reason, whether they were shooting at somebody else, whether they were trying to steal the car or they, they got into a fight, whatever it was. They decided that somebody's life was less valuable than whatever the dispute was, or maybe they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know. But what I do know is my nephew's dead. I know that. I know that just now as I was coming out to record this, I saw his shoes by the door because he was here a little a while ago, a couple of days ago. I know that when I saw those shoes, I didn't realize I was staring at them for about five minutes. And I realized my face wasn't dry. My face was dry, then it wasn't, then it was dry, and then it wasn't. And it ain't dry right now. He didn't deserve this. And the truth is, nobody does, but 
I don't know everybody. I know him. When I think about the last few times we saw each other, those were long conversations. And sometimes we would talk for two or three hours. And as the older relative, he would talk about things that happened. And I would say, well, you should try this, this. And I've been through that situation. You should try this. You should try that. This work. I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. And sometimes we'd be light conversations. We'd, we'd have a good time. We'd just be laughing and joking. And sometimes he'd bring over my grandnephew, his son, who would run up to me and say, hey, Uncle Steve. And I'd pick him up and hug him. I remember him as a little boy. I remember seeing his little face. I remember the first time I came back from California. See, I hadn't seen him be born. He was born when I was in California. My older nephew remembered me. And so when I came in the house, he was at the top of the steps and he was happy to see Uncle Steve. But my other nephew knew who I was because he did. There was tapes of my voice and pictures, but it was the first time he saw me. And my younger nephew ran up and hugged me. And it was cool. And then my other nephew walked up to me and he recognized me from the pictures. And he saw his brother hugging me and then he hugged me too. I remember those hugs now. I hadn't thought about them before, but I remember them now. Those conversations were important. It felt good to have them. It was great to see him grow up. It was great to see him become a father. It was great to see him with his son. But he's not here anymore. And it sucks. And it hurts really, really badly. And now, we go through these days where you set up the funeral. And all your relatives get together and have their hearts ripped out, their guts ripped out again. And all because the person decided that didn't matter where the bullets went. Well, it did matter, my friend. It mattered. Because your bullets went into my nephew and went into my nephew-in-law and you killed one of them. I know this isn't the best segment of this, but sometimes you just got to say things. You got to say them one time and then because they need to be said. Once again. talk about gun control and I think one of the mistakes we make is a society is thinking that it's just that but it's more than that it's infinitely more than that we have to value life we have to realize other people's lives have value and our lives have value because if you value life at all you won't take somebody else's I remember seeing something on a on a was a documentary and it was this guy who was a criminal and he was talking about he would talk to other criminals talking about, you know, if we get caught, we're going to do a quarter. He was 
That's what he said. And that basically meant he was casually stating to another person who was doing something illegal with him that if they continued to doing what they were doing and they were caught by the police, that 25 years of their life would be behind bars and they were okay with doing the thing that put them there. They didn't value their lives. Your life is valuable and is valuable to everybody. My life is valuable. My nephew's life was valuable. My nephew, my nephew-in-law's life is valuable. And I hope he gets to keep it. The relationship with my nephew T, and I'm only going to use his first letter of his first name, is valuable. Um, or at least I put his, my sister and his siblings and the rest of my family. That's valuable. It's just like yours is. It's not just enough to ban guns. We got to ban these assault weapons and keep them out of the hands of the mentally uh, uh, ill. We have to keep them out of the hands of um, criminals. But we also got to make people value life. And I think that's actually the hardest part. That's the hardest part. Because every time I turn on television, all I see is somebody waving a gun or an assault weapon and they think it's cool. Well, I can tell you right now from personal experience, it ain't cool. Because one of my nephews is not alive right now. Because somebody didn't care where the bullets went. Rest in peace, man. You know, we all loved you. And, uh, you ain't never, you'll be missed. <laughs>